dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. Not the only podcast out there doing it. Probably wait to think we're one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Aren't are are we? I no, I mean, I mean, rather, are 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 there <laughs> other podcasts doing what we're doing? I don't think there are. I don't know. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Take that, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably, guys. No. Yeah. 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 Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Okay. So welcome. I'm Dylan Murphy, uh, and with me, as always, is my friend John Gillen. That's me. John, how are you? I'm doing well, and you, sir? Doing quite well now. Week on. Done with the masters. Done with the well, masters. not done, done, but done with the coursework. Well, yeah, it's it's etched its way in you know onto my heart, so it's never really gone. <laughs> <laughs> it has burned itself oh, into my soul. We're all mad here. So we're going to be talking, as always, about guitars, different uses, what we, how we can improve ourselves as players. But first, a little self-help for the guitar world. Exactly, it's what we all need. Uh, self-help for our mental health. Mm-hmm. With guitars, uh, so. Breaking on from uh, last week, we are bringing back our lick of the week. Yes, second week exactly. running. Exactly. So I've got something this week. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Uh, okay. You, so you're not going to tell me what it is. Okay. No, not at all. Hot dog, John Gillen. Okay. Uh, that was one of mine. Yeah. Liar. So, okay. So I'm going to, let's not make this a guessing game every week, but so yeah. it's, 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 it sounds like kind of one of John Five's slower things, but going back to his influences, is it Danny Gatton? It, it, that's not a bad guess. It would be sort of the next generation Danny Gatton. Brad Paisley. Boom. Bam. Well done, my friend. Yeah. Fist bump to that. Boom. Very good. So. That's not how our fists sound. I made that sound with my mouth. Where's uh, our soundboard? What? <laughs> Still. This is episode nine, man. Episode nine. Good uh, God. Yeah. Uh, so t- t- what song is that? Why do you like it? Tell me all about it. Okay. So that's actually from his first album. And uh, the song is called Nervous Breakdown. And you can see why. Yeah. And good God. Yeah. Absolutely mental. And. Uh, I was working in a record store when this thing came out, and it just it blew my mind. I was like, "Oh, sweet mother of Mary, what is that sound?" And yeah, so ever since then, it's just is it an instrumental song or is it just yeah that yeah. that one's actually instrumental. Um, but the the first track on that too, me neither, just has this mind blowing chicken pig and solo. Like he's yeah, he's fantastic. He's unreal. And nice guy, too. I've got, had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was so he wearing a cowboy hat? Of course. He's always wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, I know. Dude, it's Nashville. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent choice, John. Excellent choice. So we're on, as always, to Pedal Week. Now, last Pedal Talk. Well, pedal Week? Pedal Week. The Week of Every pedals. week is Pedal Week. <laughs> uh, usually, we talk about kind of different effects, but this week, we're continuing on. From last week, where we right. talked about or give an introduction to delay, and there's so, like we said, there's loads to talk about. We could probably do like four episodes. Absolutely, I, I don't know. That's not delay. Yeah, that's, no, that's no. It, eventually, it, it kind of <laughs> keep it streamlined. <laughs> Episode six on delay. Uh, so uh, last week we gave a bit of a brief intro. Right, we talked about tape, analog, and digital delays, mm-hmm. and the differences between them. Right, and then we're going to talk about how to use it. Uh, yeah, exactly. So there's a couple of different, most of them will have these settings and it's kind of easy to pick up sort of what they do. Um, but you have sort of your basic echo, which, you know, if you think of slapping your hands or, um, 
clapping your hands? I guess that's what they call it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they call it clapping these days. <laughs> <laughs> Not slapping your hands. It's something a bit different. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, ca- you kind of think about that or, or yelling your name into a cave or a canyon, we've had this discussion about canyons in the past. Yeah. Uh, and if you would like to go find that, go listen to our back episodes. And um, that sort of thing where it, it just kind of it calls back to you. Uh, but it's it's this sort of cavernous, expansive thing where it just kind of slowly fades, 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 fades. Gotcha. Fades, fades. Cool, cool, cool. Versus the slapback, which is this boom, and it just kind of it hits you right back in the face. The rockabilly sets yeah, are... Yeah, exactly. So, which can be sort of confused with a reverb. That's kind of an easy one to mix yeah, up. Yeah, it's very, very close. close yeah. Um, the other one would be sort of ambience or ambiance, <laughs> if you prefer. Um, John, I always prefer. Go on. <laughs> and, and you've got... Um, and it's something that just kind of helps to add more depth and space to your sound. Obviously... Um, something like the edge is going to use a lot of it just for something that's going to kind of double up the notes you're playing. Yeah, if fill in the space. Yeah, um, you know he famously uses that dotted eighth note, sixteenth note kind of thing. Chica, 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 chica. Yeah, exactly. So loads to talk about there. But um, the other thing you can do is you can sort of use it in place of a reverb. You keep uh, keep the mix pretty dry just enough that it sort of fills a little bit of the room. Okay. Um, and you keep the, the feedback time short. So th- the feedback time is essentially um, how long that it, it kind of continues and, and then plays back. Um, you keep that short, and that helps uh, to just kind of give more of like a reverb-type sound if that's really all you need is something to boost it, maybe something you need for a solo or something cool. like that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So few quick and dirty suggestions Very there's nice. a lot more obviously yeah know. and if you think of like masters of delay we talked about the edge any other people that are like uh, maybe dave gilmore uses yeah delay really really well yeah. but his uh, he's a pretty good example of someone who kind of stacks those delays and reverbs together mm. to create some epic sounds particularly if you listen to another brick in the wall um or the comfortably numb solo yeah. like that's a really classic example of just loads of space on a solo um, someone you turned me on to was So I Watch You From Afar. Both of those guitar players have like four delay pedals yeah, on their the boards. Yeah, the Memory Man and the... Yeah. Um, yeah. And so definitely, I mean, that's that's a really good example of how to stack those delays. Um, a lot of the shoegazer music, honestly, you know, you want to look at Sigaros and how they fill out the space. Like a lot of that is going to be delays and reverbs. A um, couple of delays stacked on each other, that sort of thing. So... Without going too in depth into it, there's a lot that you can do, and then when you start stacking them, like the possibilities stacks are endless. And stacks and stacks, stacks yeah. of delay, yeah, and just goes on forever. Um, I had a friend tell me that basically he said, you know, his goal with his delay and reverb setup is just to make those notes just chime, you mm. know, hit those chimey notes up high and just have them ring out for all eternity. I think the Edge said that if he could write a riff that was just one note, he would. <laughs> and that kind of makes me hate him a little bit. But, you know, I can see where he's coming from. But dear God, man. Yeah. You sound just lazy. <laughs> I know he's gotten to this point. Anyway. Yeah. Beyond the point. Cool. I always really liked to delay um, Nick Zinner from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's used. It's oh, yeah. Because it's only him and a drummer and Karen O. Uh, together his use of delay is great he'll loop and he'll just create this monstrous sound and it's pretty much all just 
through yeah. delay effects. Really, really nice. That's cool. Absolutely. Excellent. So this week, we're, we had an interview last week, which, which was really, really cool just to shake things up. But today we're back to we're actually doing a, a second part uh, of an episode that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, right. Getting out of that rut. What do you do when you are just stuck? Everything yeah. you play feels the same and kind of lame, and you hate your playing, and you hate your guitar. Been there, John. You hate your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Staring down, <laughs> threatening them with Damn knives. Damn you, fingers. Stupid fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, robot devil. So, John, for an advice for get getting getting G-U-I-T in uh, 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 out of a rut. Could you give us some uh, personal examples of something that has helped you in the past? A um, couple of things. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with one. Uh, I find playing with like some backing tracks. Uh, maybe find something on YouTube. Uh, there's a bunch of them from your favorite guitar players. Take your pick. I'm sure you can find one. So you mean for songs or for um, just like well in some cases? Chords? So a few years back, like Steve I released a bunch of his tracks without the leads on it, <sighs> and so you know for the real nerds out there, you learn every single note that Steve Vai plays, and then you play over it, and then for your like lower nerds or your <coughs> more creative nerds. Uh, you could just kind of improvise over it and say, okay, I know what he's doing. I could do it better. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say that, my friend. Nice try, Vi. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'll Ralph Macchio him. There you go. Yeah. God, that's obscure. <laughs> I'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Crossroads, baby. Yes, both our listeners must be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom. Uh, and my mom. Uh, cool. That's great. Uh, one thing kind of going on from that is from like listening and using your sound to whatever is uh, I, I find that learning parts that aren't guitar parts. Oh, that's a great thing. That's to one do. of the best pieces of advice. Really ever. We talked before about, you know, mimicking vocal lines. Yeah. Via 90s girl pop. Yeah. But I find that as well, if you can pick maybe a ska song or something where there's a really cool horn section, learn the horn section. Right. I mean, Stevie Wonder. Uh, I wish has a really really good horn section. One I learned recently was by the Jacksons, uh, not the Jackson Five, because post Jackson Five they became the Jacksons, and there was right. a song called "Shake Your Body Down to the Ground," and just the horn part is just beautiful, and it really it gets you thinking about the shapes, the kind of the the harmonic intervals differently. Like yeah, absolutely. oh, I don't have to go from this note to this note the whole time. I can go from this note. So basically, playing like a horn player. Saxophone solos are great. Because saxophonists, saxophonists always make these like massive saxophonists. Saxophonists. Saxophone. Um, thank you, Matt Groening. He's providing a lot of our material today. Yes. Anyway, so uh, but the saxophones have these massive <laughs> jumps. Can't Finish even say with a straight face. Massive jumps. Yeah. Anyway, huge leaps, uh, and so it's not something we would necessarily think about as guitar players. So um, I, I think that's spot on. That's that. That's a great one. Um, one that I might suggest would be like go to a concert, any concert. It doesn't yeah. matter. Try to find some inspiration in something. Um, you know, if if it's something you wouldn't normally go see, that's fine. But there's still something to learn and be like, hey, that was a cool chord progression, or that was maybe the vocal melody. Kind of tack on to what you're saying. If if all you do is go see some white guy with a guitar, like Dylan Murphy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, there there might be a vocal line or something like that that's worth taking and, and figuring out, like, how did he do that? And could I play it on guitar? Um, or, yeah, just seeing other people play, I think, is huge. Yeah, just seeing how people do things and interact with the crowd and whatever. Mm-hmm. I was interviewing Liam Morin from, Leo Morin from the, uh, from the Saw Doctors recently, and he told me that he doesn't go to gigs that much these days, but when he does, there's something he can take from every gig, which I think is really, really good. It's... That's good advice. Yeah, Playing absolutely. is only half of it. You got to go out and see what other people are doing. Absolutely, which is a big thing. Um, seeing what other people are doing is uh, it's basically is, is my next point. Essentially, find out. So take your favorite guitar players, so your Steve Ray Vaughan's or whatever, or who. And it's not just to listen to them. You got to listen to who they listened to. Yeah, that's that's. You got to you got really good advice. Kind of trace it back. Uh, I discovered this guitar player named Junior Kimbra. Uh, by listening to the by reading this article with an uh, interview with Dan Orbach from Bla- uh, Black Keys. Okay. And he's like, yeah, this guy is the guy who really turned me on to kind of blues guitar playing. No kidding. So I got his, you know, greatest hits or whatever, and it's so good. It's so nice. It's just so laid back and bluesy. Yeah. And I find myself stealing more from him now nice. <laughs> than I would from <laughs> Dan Auerbach, however you pronounce it. Don't be afraid to buy a greatest hits album. No, don't. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, there's a bit of a stigma against it. But, like, look, you're not going to be a true fan of everybody. That's, you know, damn so straight. You, now, pick, you, you pick the stuff that's the best for a reason. Yeah, you can't go all Alan Partridge and say that your favorite Beatles album is the best of the Beatles. But, you, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, you're, yeah. not, you're not allowed to greatest hits on your Desert Island discs, but you're, you know, sometimes it's when, necessary. Yeah, when, as, I think especially when you're looking at influences of influences. Because um, to sort of tack on to what you were saying there, for me, um, listening to John Petrucci early on, and he would say things about Al Miola, and I'd be, you know, I don't know that much about Al Miola, so the first thing I did um, was go out and buy a Greatest Hits album. And then since then, I've I've bought a lot more. But that was that was kind of the thing that sort of turned me on to Aldi Miola. Absolutely, because a lot of that, a lot of guitar playing. If you're buying your first album by a player, it's just it's sometimes really hard to, yeah. to just pick one. So maybe a greatest hits is the best way. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So now we're going to go on to our famous segment: what we've been working on. Yes. So, uh, John, what have you been working on? Well. Uh, this week, primarily, I've been trying to uh, trying to get back into writing, because what you writing? This masters has taken our soul. Yeah. Um, so it's something that kind of uh, something that's creative and something that just kind of brings a little bit of life. But just kind of uh, working on a couple of riffs, kind of figuring some things out. Um, to be honest, there's sort of outgrowths of some exercises I was working on, and just I wanted to see could I apply these in a different manner? Can I branch them out into something that is. Um, coherent in a in in a different vocabulary i guess so one of them grew out of a chris fletchford exercise cool on uh economy picking now his is melodic and as most of his exercises are and there's there's a context to it but i wanted to see could i change the strings could i put it in a different key Mm. could i kind of keep the same pattern but mix up the chords and and that's essentially kind of where that particular riff tasteful stealing uh, yeah, exactly, and uh, and you wouldn't recognize it as anything that came from that exercise, which I I'm kind of proud of that little bit. But yeah, man. I was kind of pressured into it too by our mutual friend Matthew O'Callaghan. Yes. Shout out. Yeah, exactly. Another accountability, but get 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 a get ability. Get accountability, buddy. Get accountability, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. Yeah, but what he said. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's what I've been working on, uh, and yourself. 
Uh, yeah, kind of something similar. I've been getting some new songs uh, for a, a few of the bands that I've been working in and basically just been given chords and basically coming up with riffs underneath them. Um, That's fun. Yeah, on our... Uh, the, the Stephen Sharp and the Broke Street Boys on the album that released, there's a song called Tipperary Song. What is that album, by the way? Uh, it's called Shut Up, Dylan. Okay. And uh, where can we find it? You can find it <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> and when is this free resort weekend? <laughs> So, yeah, it's, uh, but there's a song on it called Tipperary Song, and the way that Stephen Sharp wrote it was just, like, really kind of fumbly guitar part, and it was cool because, like, it's a really great song with a lot of energy, but mm. I wanted to take what he had done and basically strip it down and make it, like, a riff, like, a good riff. That's a solid and idea. It's one of the best things I've ever written. It's got, it basically, it incorporates string skipping and chicken picking. And I'm just, I'm really, really happy with how it's turned out. So I'm like, that's my goal now, kind of try and beat that. Take other stuff that he's done and basically write a riff and kind of essentially take his song and kind of put my own stamp on it. Yeah. Which I think is, is one thing that I've been, I've been working on. What you've been listening to. Okay. So again, our reference to our mutual friend, Matthew. Um, he and I are going to go see Periphery and The Contortionist in London. Um, cool. When you hear this, dear listener, it will be that following Saturday. So um, super excited to see that. So I've been kind of going through some of their back catalog and just, just listening to a lot of it, honestly. Yeah. Man. Um, and so Get I'm warming up your ears. Yeah, exactly. And I have to admit, so obviously like Scarlet's one of my favorite tunes of theirs. And I think that's probably, you know, that's, that's kind of a lame thing to say, but it, it honestly is like that opening riff is just super cool. Cool. I got to uh, check that out. Yeah, absolutely. So that's been, that's been kind of one of the big things. There's a, there's a lot of material there to digest. So yeah. We'll see how it goes. Anyway. Genting away. Genting away. Gentlemen. Perfect. Gentlemen. Wyclef Sean. 1997. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Great song. Probably more like 2000. Uh, yeah, just speaking of, for me, it's kind of the same. I just discovered that the, the National are going to be playing Ireland. Uh, they're doing two dates in Dublin and one date in Cork. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, that was announced Great very, very recently. Uh, so I'm kind of working my way through their back catalogue. Great, great band. Uh, two guitar players, twin brothers. Yeah. Uh, both. Just uh, going back to delay their use of effects is just so big like they have basic you can see you've seen them playing acoustically and they can you know it's really nice chord progressions or whatever but when they do it live it's all like through kind of stacks of amps and big like a different guitar for every song and but it's a great sound it's oh, massive it's, it's so fantastic. good it doesn't sound like a guitar yeah most of the time and yeah so basically kind of going through there's some they don't solo or they don't write riffs it's basically kind of filling out the space right and i was just gonna say you want to talk about filling out the space absolutely that that really is a classic example that's great yeah the um they've got such a great frontman and a great drummer um one of my favorite drummers and they just work with what what's going on and i it's it's amazing i love to hear their writing process because it's all uh, guitar wise yes it's just, do they start with the chords or whatever? It's just such a beautiful way to do it. So yeah, new album. They have a new album out in October, uh, I think. And then they're playing Ireland. And, yeah, they're playing Ireland in September. So I'm going to try and make one of them. They're playing uh, Cork Opera House, actually, in September. So Wow. Yeah. It's kind of a small gig. Yeah, well... The, they were the, at Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Last, well, one <laughs> of the, one of the brothers, uh, Aaron Desner, uh, he organizes a festival in Cork every oh, two years or so. I didn't know that. Called okay. uh, Songs from Safe Harbor. Oh. So, 
yeah that's uh that's the, he he loves cork so they're gonna Brilliant. play here as part of that which is what everybody was hoping they would do when like two years ago <laughs> 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 me but uh yeah so national great band yeah great, absolutely great band. Cool. I think that's cool. what we've got time for. Today, I think John. that's about yeah. it. Do you want to say the catchphrase? The catchphrase is stay sharp, my friends. Stay sharp.